Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, and um, we are... We're ready to get after it. We're ready to go. Welcome, everybody. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Marlene and Paula. Welcome. We uh, we are in this fourth week of Easter, so now four weeks after Easter, and going through the Christian calendar, and we find ourselves in readings uh, in Jeremiah, Colossians, and the Gospel of Luke. So, hey, good morning, Katie. Hope you and Jerry are doing well over there on the East Coast, holding it down, holding down the fort. <laughs> we miss you guys. Hope you've been doing well. Um, yeah, so Jeremiah 30, Colossians 1, and Luke chapter 6 is what we're going to be reading from today. So, um, And the theme, again, for this week, this fourth week of Easter, fourth week after Easter is I am the good shepherd, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. John 10, 11, and verses 27 and 28. That's a good theme for the week, right? I am the good shepherd. Yeah. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And I give them eternal life. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's jump into our readings for today. uh, Jeremiah, first up is Jeremiah chapter 30, um, verses 18 through 22. Jeremiah 30, 18 through 22. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Is it 22, 32? What is it? It's 18 to 22. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, Jeremiah 30. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. And uh, unscripted, just see what the Lord has to say to us from his word. Let's do it. All right, this is, what the, this is what the Lord says. I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be rebuilt on her ruins, and the palace will stand in its proper place. Again, uh, God's already looking forward to and and uh, giving hope that He will restore uh, what has uh, hasn't I don't know, from what I can see hasn't even been destroyed yet. Something's going to be destroyed. God's saying it's going to happen, but I'm already got I already got a plan to build it, re- re- rebuild it. I got already got a plan to restore it. I'm going to restore your fortunes. I'm going to rebuild the city. Going to rebuild the palace. Verse 19. From then we'll. From them will come songs of thanksgiving and the sound of rejoicing. Hmm. And may uh, may our hearts have a song of thanksgiving in them today. Right? 
man, that, that should be true of us, that our hearts have a song of thanksgiving in them. This week, I'm leading into Sunday, preaching this Sunday, just thinking how, you know, um, we're in this open house series, how our walk with Christ and how uh, commitment and connection is a lot like related to the different home, the different rooms in a house. So the lobby, the foyer is kind of an entry point, kind of a checking it out, kind of everything's new. Um, and then we go to the next level, which is kind of in the family room, which is a place of connections and relationships and getting to be known and know others. And then you have your special moments at the dining room table. Uh, but I'm going to be talking about the kitchen. And uh, the kitchen is, in our spiritual life is kind of like uh, it's that place of, uh, of uh, commitment. You're in the family. Like if, you're in, if you go to I mean, you, you let strangers in the foyer, but you don't, it, if you go to the kitchen, you're family. <laughs> you're family. And so also, if you go to the kitchen, you can pick up your own dishes. <laughs> you, you, can, you can show a little responsibility. If, you, if you're in the kitchen, you're part of the family. And if you're part of the family, you can pick up your own clothes. <laughs> right? Um, but what made me think of that is in the kitchen, you know, in the kitchen, that's what, identif what identifies who you are. And the family of God, what should define us more than anything is a heart of gratitude. We're thankful people. We're grateful people. Uh, from us should, as Jeremiah reminds us, come songs of thanksgiving. Man, in your life today, may, may everywhere you go, may there be a song of thanksgiving that fills the air. Um, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like literally humming a tune. That's fine if you can hold a tune. If you can't, what I'm really saying is our lives, right? Our lives should be a song of thanksgiving, and it should be obvious when people are around us, you know what? That, 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 that dude, he's a grateful dude. He's great. He, he's not in, he's not, he doesn't live his life with entitlement. He lives his life with gratitude. She lives her life with gratitude. You can tell she's thankful. You can tell she's appreciative for everything she has. You can tell that he um, is, uh, is grateful, lives with a grateful heart. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes how do you, how do you get in touch with a grateful heart? You got to remember where God took, brought you from. Where would you be without God? Like, if you're ever just wondering, like, yeah, but what if, what if, how do I cultivate a grateful heart? It begins by remembering. Remembering. Where would you be without God? That's what the story of, in the story of Exodus, like in the Passover, like when the children of Israel would, uh, year after year, they would celebrate the Passover. Um, part of what that was, intended to do was to remind the children of Israel, to remind future generations of where they had been delivered from. We were once slaves in Egypt, but God delivered us by a mighty hand. Sometimes you got to remember, you were once slave in Egypt, but God delivered you by a mighty hand. So yeah, you got a lot to be grateful for. I have a lot to be grateful for. And then you just pack on all the other myriad of blessings on top of that. But the bedrock of it is he brought us out of the dominion of darkness and into his marvelous light. And we should be the most grateful people on the planet. Songs of thanksgiving should fill our hearts and our minds and our homes, our attitudes, our conversations. I will add to their numbers and they will, be and they will not be decreased. I will bring them honor. 
and they will not be disdained. Their children will be as in the days of old, and their community will be established before me. I will punish all who oppress them. Their leader will be on their their leader will be one of their own. Their ruler will ra- ra- arise from among them. I will bring him near, and he will come close to me. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? Declares the Lord. So you will be my people, and I will be your God. Mm. Beautiful promise of restoration from the Lord that he would restore um, broken Israel. He would redeem. He would bring people close. And ultimately, that was fulfilled in Jesus, who through the work of Jesus on the cross brought all people close to God. So that now everyone is is possible for anyone to say, and all can say, we will be his people and he will be our God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, my grateful friends. <laughs> let's turn over to Colossians 1, my grateful friends. We're grateful people. We're thankful, appreciative. Yeah, Colossians chapter 1, 24 through chapter 2, verse 7. Colossians 1, 24 through chapter 2, verse 7. Let's do it. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. So glad to see you guys on. Joseph, Etta, good morning. Lorna, good morning. Welcome. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regards to Christ's afflictions. Hmm. Paul's saying, uh, I'm I'm more in the cup of my afflictions are more are they're not they're not where Jesus' uh cup was, all the afflictions that he endured. But I'm I'm getting more added to my to my cup. I'm I'm facing more affliction. I'm facing more uh, adversity, and so I'm uh, I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's affliction, for the sake of His body, which is the church. So all the afflictions that Paul is facing is on behalf of Christ's own body, the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness. You're not know, supposed to beautiful about what we do when we read the Word of God. We read all these different parts of the Word of God. We don't just read you know, certain sections, but we read the totality of the Word of God. Is it's, it, we, we get the fullness of the gospel. We get the fullness of the message of salvation, the fullness of the, script, the scriptural story. Um, and so Paul says, I present to you the word of God in its fullness, the gospel, the, book, the story of Jesus in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. But it is now disclosed to the Lord's people. And again, we read in other, other places that the mystery of his will is what? The mystery is that God was creating a new family, a fa- not a new family, but it was, was building the family of God that would be open to Jew and Gentile alike. That's the mystery, that through Christ, how would, how would Jew and Gentile be united into one family? What was the great, the great mystery? Was How is that ever going to happen? It happened through Christ. Through the death of Jesus on the cross, Jew and Gentile have been brought into one family, been reconciled to God in Christ. The mystery that has been kept hidden from ages and generations, everybody's been wondering what it was about, but it's been hidden, but it is now disclosed to the Lord's people, verse 27, to them, the Lord's people, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles 
the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. The glorious news is, hey, Gentiles, that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Jews and Gentiles alike, but it's particularly as he's speaking to the, the Gentiles here, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I mean, we could be the most grateful people and the most, there should be in our hearts a song of thanksgiving. Why? Because in you and in me is Christ, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuous, strenuously, let me try that again. <laughs> to this end, I strenuously, strenuously, man, that word is not, it's not flowing out this one. To this end, I strenuously, there we go, contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Hmm. Paul contends strenuously to present people mature before the Lord. That's what we all, you know what, and that's, that's, that's what we all should be about, that we should be growing in maturity in Christ, but not just, yes, we should be concerned with our own spiritual maturity and growth, but follower of Christ, friend, it's also our responsibility to be helping other people do that as well. So, so the question again is, how, how are you um, taking what you're learning and growing and, and receiving from God's Word, how are you imparting that into others? How are you in making disciples? Um, how are you admonishing and teaching others with wisdom so that others can be mature? Um, now, if you're just starting, you're just learning, it's all really new to you, that's, that's fine. But understand that there's, all of us have the, the, uh, the re responsibility to impart and to disciple and to pour into the lives of others. Um, it's not just a special pastoral calling. Um, you know, there's an, there, <laughs> there isn't a spiritual gift of discipleship. It's, we're all called to make disciples. There's, there's a special gift of pastoring. There's a, a gift of, of shepherding. There's a gift of faith. There's gifts of leadership. Um, there's give, even gifts of teaching. And, uh, but there's no gift of discipleship. There's no gift of making disciples. It's all of our job. It's every single one of us. It's everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Everyone who's been, who has been made a disciple now has the responsibility to go and make disciples. Jesus didn't say, now, go into all the world and make disciples. That is, those of you with the discipleship gift. <laughs> no. He said, now all of you go and make disciples of all nations. Everywhere you go, as you go, as you go to the ball fields, as you go to your workplace, as you go into the community, as you in your homes, as you as you go, as you volunteer, everywhere you go, find ways to invest in the lives of others and help lead them in that path of maturity in Christ. Um, over the over the years, I think the church we we kind of sometimes think that. Being a fully devoted follower of Jesus is just about um, learning more. And there is, I mean, a disciple is a learner for sure. But it's the learning isn't just you know cognitive. It isn't just knowledge. It's also um, 
in our actions. It's also, it's also uh, discipleship is pouring into others. It's not just fully, dis- fully being a fully devoted follower. Just that means you sign up for a class every week. It means you're you're walking in the steps of Jesus, pouring into the lives of others. Um, I want verse uh, chapter two. Now we're in chapter two, chapter two, verse one. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you, and for those at Laodicea. For all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. That's awesome. God wants you to be encouraged in heart and united in love. Have your heart encouraged and be united together with the people of God in love. So that, why? So that they may have the full riches of his complete understanding. So maturity, again, maturity, right? in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yes, in who is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge? In Christ. Somebody says, "Come on, I, so, all the time there's people coming around with these new, little, found some new insight, new religion, new philosophy, new angle. Here's the thing. If it ain't about Christ, it ain't, it's, not, it's not all the wisdom and knowledge of God because it's all in Christ. If it doesn't lead us to Christ, if someone comes with a new little nugget of truth but it's leading you away from Christ, it's not the truth because all the wisdom of God is hidden in Christ. I tell you this so that no one here hears what Paul's saying, right? I promise you I didn't read ahead, but that is exactly what Paul is about to say. So in case you think Terry was going crazy, just saying his own little thing, here you go, right here, right here. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. And every, every, you know, the books are being cranked out every day, new philosophies, new, new ideas. Here's a new mystery. Oh, it's not about Christ. It's just about putting a little little ri- little ribbon around your wrist. It's not about Christ. Oh, you just need to be a good person. Oh, it's not about Christ. You just need to go into your deeper self. Oh, it's not about Christ. You just need to you need to evolve. It's just not about Christ. You just need to be more awake. It's not about Christ. It's not true. Because in Christ are hidden all the mysteries and treasures of God. So, why does Paul tell us this? Why does God give us this in his word? Why is God drawing this to our attention today? so that we would not be deceived by fine-sounding arguments. Now, listen to what he's saying. They're fine-sounding. They're not knucklehead. They don't like, you know, they sound good. That's the, and, that's the, and that's the hook, right? The arguments sound good. But they're not true. Do you know things can sound good and still be not true? <laughs> you know, some, some things can be... Actually, uh, um, in some sense, logical. Like, oh yeah, that does, that makes a lot of sense. That's not true, but I can see where you could think that. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have to know the Word of God. Verse five. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. Mm. It's true. Verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, 
rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Wow. There's that word again, thankfulness. Being rooted and grounded in Christ, continuing to live rooted and grounded. So we we dig into the Word of God. We, we never outgrow the need for this, right? What we're doing right here, studying the Word of God together, reading the Word of God together, digging into the Word of God together. We never outgrow that. We need that. We've got to nourish our roots, but we can't just go down and deep, right? We also got to go out. We got to go and invest in other people. We got to go spread this good news. And how do we, we spread it with what? An attitude of what? Not condemnation, but with gratitude, thankfulness. Overflowing. So what? It overflows. Over Our lives are overflowing, not fabricated with thankfulness, but overflowing with thankfulness. Why? Because it's so deeply rooted in us. Yeah, that's rich, man. Rich. Which, by the way, we're having a roundtable at Bayside this Saturday, a, a CCM roundtable from 8.30 to 1 o'clock. Breakfast and lunch provided. Um, but it's but it's a lot about what I'm talking about right now. It's not about just church multiplication. Actually, that's just a small piece of what we're talking about. What we're going to be talking about that day is about personal discipleship, about what does it mean? What does the Great Commission mean for me personally, like to go and make disciples? Um, I'll be sharing a piece. Pastor Cody will be sharing a piece. We have a guest uh, speaker there. They'll be sharing a piece, Bill Kokenauer. Um, and uh, after each of those presentations, there'll be a roundtable discussion for you to kind of process it and talk about it. Uh, I think it'll be an enriching experience. So if you want to be a part of that roundtable um, and you're local, it's not going to be online, so it's, it's a local deal, go to the website. Go to the website, uh, baysidechurch.net, and you can sign up for the CCM roundtable this weekend. Uh, go as soon as we're done. Or you can do it right now. You got you know you got multiple you got multiple devices. You can sign up right now. Just get sort of fill out that little form and let us know you're going to be there. Um, but it's a lot about what we're talking about right here. Personal discipleship. Being rooted and grounded, but also having an overflow of gratitude and helping how do I go and make disciples? How do I go and um, be a part of this mystery of growing the gospel? Chapter 6 of the Gospel of Luke. Let's do it. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Verses 27 through 38. Here we go. It's our last reading for the day. But to you who are listening, I guess that would be us. <laughs> I think that's us, y'all. To, to those who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Watch this. Now, that if we just read that in isolation, you would think, oh, that's how you're saved, by loving your enemies, by doing good. No, no, no. You're saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved by grace through faith. And so, but out of a grateful heart, if we really get that, if we really understand that we've been saved by grace, and we, we've been redeemed from the dominion of darkness and brought into his marvelous light. We're going to live with gratefulness and, and, and gratitude. And so, out of, out of that heart of gratitude, we love our enemies. We do good to those who hate us. Bless those who curse, curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them 
the other also. Now they're talking about the cheek on your face now. I know somebody's just talking butt cheek. That's one thing. That but they ain't talking about the butt cheek. They're talking about your face. <laughs> the butt cheek. Don't touch my butt. Anyway, anyway, uh <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> you never know when this thing will spiral completely out of control. We were doing so well. We were doing so well. And then we just spiral out of control. But right here, we're talking about cheek. Talking about a face. <laughs> Talking about you. Uh, your little cheek. Now, that's hard, right? I mean, that's hard to get someone slaps you in the cheek and then you turn the other cheek. Hmm. I'm a, you know, it's, it's hyperbole. It's hyperbole. But it's, 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 it's that self-control. It's not that. It's, it's, it's refusing to retaliate. That's Chris. It's Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. That's turning the other cheek right there, right? I mean, how many people could have done what he did, not just retaliate and knock Will Smith out? Chris Rock, just he just took it. I mean, I know he's a little surprised by it, but that's what it is. I mean, that's what turning the other cheek, not retaliating, not escalating it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. And you see the, the power of the subversiveness of what Jesus is saying here. He says you actually, you actually take away their power. If someone's trying to steal something from you and you say, you know what, nah, you can just have it. You've, you've taken away their power to, to take from you. You can't take from me, I'm giving it to you. You can't take, I'm giving. No one, no one, you know, no one can take from you if you freely give. <clears throat> that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, no, you're actually getting the power back. You're actually taking the power back by being a servant. Like, you can't, you can't take from me because I'm giving it to you. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Everybody does that. Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? That's nothing spectacular. Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect to repay with payment, what credit is that to you? Even the banks do that. If sinners lend to sinners expect, expecting to be repaid in full, uh, or even sinners... Uh, uh, sorry, even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Wow, you see that full circle? We do all of those things. We do these unimaginable, unnatural things uncommon things of showing grace to people who take from us, to loving our enemies. Why? Because it all goes back to recognizing what God has done for us. And what God has done for us is God has shown kindness to the ungrateful. He has shown kindness to the wicked, which who's he taught us? That was, that's who we were. We were the unkind and the wicked, and God showed grace to us and mercy and kindness. So out of what God has done for us, our hearts are filled with gratitude. 
And that gratitude overflows in these uncommon actions of turning the other cheek, of giving someone the shirt off your back, of lending things and not expecting anything in return, by loving our enemies. Wow. That's how the world knows that we're different. (laughs) That's how the world knows that something significant is different in the life of that person because of the joy and thankfulness that overflows out of their lives. Yeah, let that that be true of us today, y'all. Let that kind of goodness and generosity and kindness overflow out of us today. All right, well, it's time to pray, y'all. So glad to have you guys on. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for showing us kindness uh, when we were ungrateful and when we were wicked. You are merciful and you are kind. And uh, Lord, we are thankful that you loved us and brought us uh, from, as str- from strangers and aliens and adopted us into your family and made us heirs of your kingdom. Lord, help us to live today and every day full of gratitude and joy and thankfulness. May it overflow in our actions and our attitudes and the way we give and the way in our expectations. Um, Lord, help it to be a true reflection of you. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever they're going through, for those traveling, may you give them traveling mercies and safeties. And may they uh, arrive in their destination and return safely. Lord, for those who have uh, maybe appointments or doctor's visits or um, uh, procedures, Lord, we pray for healing and wholeness and that everything goes perfectly with those. For each and every person and every specific need they have, may you just work mightily in their lives for your glory and honor. Lord, thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this Wednesday edition of the podcast and daily prayer. Love you guys so much. Take a moment to share, like, subscribe. Appreciate that so much. We'll see you next time. We'll be back at it tomorrow as we continue in these readings through the book of Jeremiah, Colossians, and the Gospel of Luke. We'll be doing it again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.